0: Welcome to the Switchstyle Podcast, where we encourage you to think beyond what you hear. I'm your host, and I go by the name of Smooth, and audience, welcome back to the podcast. This is actually episode 81, and as always, I have a great episode coming up for you guys, so thanks again for tuning in. But before we start, I just want to let you know that I'll update the Billboard charts for you all, and I'll actually give you my take on Maroon 5's latest album, which is titled Red Pill Blues. So, before we jump into anything, I want to let you guys know that you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And also, check me out on Twitter at Journal. That's J-A-C-S Journal. So, check me out there. And without further delay, let's go ahead and jump into it. So, here we go. On the Billboard 200, Sam Smith hits number one with his sophomore LP, The Thrill of It All. The album earned 237,000 units, 185,000 of those were traditional album sales. Maroon 5, the group, the band we're talking about on this episode, they landed number two with their sixth album, Red Pill Blues. The set collected 122,000 units, 94,000 of those were traditional album sales. Blake Shelton starts at number four with Texoma Shore. The Country Crooners. Latest picked up 63,000 units, 55,000 were traditional album sales. Kelsey Ballerini debuts at number seven with their sophomore album Unapologetically. The Grammy nominee scored 44,000 units, 35,000 were traditional album sales. Rockstar Kid Rock snags the eighth spot with his latest Sweet Southern Sugar. The album bagged 43,000 units, 41,000 of those were traditional album sales and known to the Hot 100. Just like the past four weeks, Post Malone and 21 Savage earn a fifth consecutive week at number one with Rockstar. Sam Smith, who has the number one album in the country, he rises to number four with Too Good at Goodbyes, which is also the lead single from his number one album, The Thrill of It All. And other notable moves... Maroon 5 again, the group we're talking about on this episode, they land in the top 10 at number 9 with the SZA featuring What Lovers Do and just a quick note before we move on from the charts What Lovers Do is actually SZA's first top 10 record and I just like to spread any great news about SZA because she is just that great and deserving of it so congrats to Sam Smith and Post Malone and 21 Savage. They continue to rule the charts. So congrats to them. Not only those few artists, but every artist that made ways on the charts this week. So if you're listening, chances are you're here to listen to me talk about Maroon 5's latest album, which is titled Red Pill Blues. But before I do that, if you're not familiar with Maroon 5, I just want to give you a quick bio. I just want to tell you a little bit about the group before I get started, so that when I do give you my take, everything comes together and makes sense. So, here we go. Before becoming Maroon 5, the original four band members, also Los Angeles natives, included lead singer Adam Levine, keyboardist Jesse Carmichael, bassist Mickey Madden, and drummer Ryan Dusick. They actually went by the name Kara's Flowers and released an album while in high school for reprised records in the late 90s. After college, the group rebranded themselves as Maroon 5 and added a fifth member, guitarist James Valentine. In 2001, they signed with Octane Records and their four times platinum debut album, Songs About Jane, followed in 2002. While on tour in support of Songs About Jane, drummer Ryan Dusick suffered multiple injuries and was replaced by Matt Flynn. Their double platinum sophomore album, It Won't Be Soon Before Long, arrived in 2007 and Hands All Over dropped in 2010. In 2012, keyboardist Jesse Carmichael announced that he would be taking a break from the group and was replaced by P.J. Morton, who has a thriving career of his own as a solo R&B artist. And for all of you gospel fans, if the name sounds familiar, he is actually Bishop Paul Morton Sr.'s son so PJ has a really great career as an r and artist and I encourage all of you to go check out PJ and everything that he's doing but back to Maroon 5 their fourth album Overexposed was released in 2012 and V which is also known as 5 surfaced in 2014 to date Maroon 5 has sold over 9 million in RIAA certified US album sales, released 6 albums Won three Grammy Awards and scored countless hits, including moves like Jagger, One More Night, Makes Me Wonder, Sugar, She Will Be Loved, Harder to Breathe, and many more. So congrats to them on all of the success. So with this time, I'll go ahead and move on to my actual take on their sixth studio album, which is titled Red Pill Blues. So here we go. A life of unwanted complexity and fading normalcy usually accompany pop music stardom. Those difficulties might not be a reality for every artist, but it's tough to imagine otherwise. Pop's reigning superband Maroon 5 seem unfazed by or even acknowledge the challenges of fame on their sixth studio album, Red Pill Blues, in part. The album's title borrows from one of the more well-known scenes in the first installment of the Matrix movie trilogy. In a sense, Red Pill Blues is an apropos title because the album's leading figure is forced to make a decision that could alter his life for better or worse. However, the choices presented to whatever character lead singer Adam Levine is voicing aren't as drastic as the one made by Neo. The Grammy winners are simply tasked with the choice of to love or not to love. It's a common choice with typical results that lead to an even more uninspired body of work. For the first time, all seven members of the band are present, but without their Snapchat filter profiles on the album cover, you wouldn't know it. The songs lack creative structuring, lyrical imagination, and the level of instrumentation is not befitting of a band of seven, or more importantly, their capabilities. The album opener, Best for You, is by far the best of the bunch. It's a glossy mid tempo with a forewarning from a guy who clearly has no plans of changing his philandering ways. Sadly, most of what follows tumbles and the project never recovers. RB's newest sensation, Scizza, assists on a basic what lovers do, but it's a far cry from the transparency of her sterling 2017 debut control. Miami MC Lunch Money Lewis helps pick up the pieces on the throbbing "Who I Am," as the group seeks understanding and patience from a bow. The project's standard edition ends with an 11 and a half-minute jam session titled "Closure." It's more along the lines of what you would expect from a band of seven, and curiously leaves you wondering why it didn't happen more. As a whole, Red Pill Blues is a disappointing effort from one of pop music's more skilled outfits. The days of songs about Jane's soul-inspired pop and it won't be soon before Long's rock-infused edge are long gone. Maroon 5's versatility is no longer present, and that is probably what is most disappointing. In the past, they could be as easily identified as a pop band, but Red Pill Blues does just that. As a band, it sounds like they chose the wrong pill because a group this capable is far more deep than what their latest shows. So... There you go, audience. That's my take on Maroon 5's latest Red Pill Blues. And honestly, I said it a couple times in the review. I was really disappointed in this one. And this is coming from someone who's a big fan of Maroon 5. I've bought every one of Maroon 5's albums in the past. And this is by far the probably the most disappointing. And honestly, these days, me like everyone else, I'm streaming music. And this one, for me, it's a stream-only album. This is probably the first album that I won't buy, but for me, lyrically, I expect more, especially coming from a group of seven people. And in addition to that, they brought in separate writers and producers, so with that many hats in the room, you would think they could have been a lot more creative or imaginative lyrically, but they're not. And in my opening statement, I mentioned a lot of the fame that comes with stardom And honestly, truly, Adam Levine, you know him from The Voice and, you know, he had a few spots on American Horror Story, you know him from all those things, Adam's popularity has by far transcended the group. And I'm willing to bet if you ask the average person, when they think of Maroon 5, you immediately think of Adam Levine. It's really hard to name any of the other band members in Maroon 5 outside of Adam, so would have loved to have seen them pull stories from Adam's life or you know any of the guys I think they should have some interesting stories to tell but it's just not here and musically most of the songs are built around really basic riffs it sounds like a band didn't actually put this music together it sounds like a few producers got in the room and created this music honestly that's what it sounds like there's not much information out there on the album. There's not a documentary. You don't see many interviews out there. So it's really hard to, well, for me at least, it was really hard to gain any insight as to what happened during the making of the album. And I didn't buy the album, and I and I haven't seen the album credits, So I don't know who did what, but all I can say is, is it doesn't sound like the actual band members were involved. It doesn't sound like it at all it doesn't sound like jesse carmichael mickey madden ryan dusick pj morton matt flynn it doesn't sound like they were involved at all to complete disappointment because i expect a lot more from this band and you know audience i'm really hard on Maroon five because like i said they're one of my favorite bands especially of the last you know 15 years i expected a lot more from them and i just didn't get it but you know, if you like it out there, more more power to you. Um, you know, this is just my opinion. But overall, I think it's been a, a rough year for pop music in general. But, you know, that's my take on it. Um, you know, if you have any feedback for me, you can find me at podcast at gmail.com. Go write a review for me on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. If you have any feedback, good or bad, let me know. I would definitely love to hear it. But as of now, you know, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in Red Pill Blues. And I hope they put forth a better effort on the next album. That's if they do another one. So, you know, we'll see what happens then. But thank you again, audience, for tuning in. I sincerely appreciate it. And again, check it out on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, YouTube. And thanks again for tuning in, guys. And I'll see you next time. Peace.